The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome into a Mailbag Friday edition of the flagship. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley Sow, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. I would call it the Ole Miss morning after show, which is what Brad and I had been doing all season as Ole Miss went 10-2, and and now we'll play another 10-win team, Penn State in the Peach Bowl. But this is not morning after anything. This is just Ben and Brad getting together. So the flagship on the Talk of Champions Network, you can find us just by searching Talk of Champions wherever you get your podcasts. And leave a five-star review when you do and go to the Old Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliate of all three, where Brad is as well. That's where I write. That's where he hangs out. And today, today we're together to answer your questions in a long overdue, long overdue, what used to be pretty weekly. What were we doing at weekly, mailbag? Yeah, yeah, we used to do it quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. And of course, back by popular demand or maybe uh, Ben's laziness. I don't know. I just needed y'all to, sh- you know, give me some content ideas. But we're together, Brad and I, to answer your questions. And we're going to jump right into the mailbag after I ask Brad one thing and one thing only. Have you gotten your wife something good for Christmas yet? Uh, we're not big gift givers, dude. We aren't. It's Never terrible, stop dating your wife. I don't know, man. We're not the biggest gift givers over here. Have you gotten me anything? What do you want? Your love and affection. <laughs> oh my God, you're so weird. It's time to open the mailbag. Mail time. Oh, the, the mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Starting at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliate of on three, the website that I write for, the website where Bradley Sow, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, hangs out. And the first comes from Mike Hilton fan last night. I'll just get to this question out of the way first. At this moment in time, how do you feel about Ole Miss's chances with Walter Nolan? And if they do get him, how does that impact their 12-team playoff hopes? Walter Nolan is going to Oregon this weekend. He's the number one transfer in the portal, former number one overall prospect in the 2022 class. Ole Miss and Oregon are the two leading schools for him right now. I think Ole Miss, I've written about him on the Ole Miss Spirit. I think Ole Miss is going to be in it till the end and honestly right today even though he's going to Oregon this weekend I expect him to ultimately end up at Ole Miss and address his biggest need what about you Brad what do you know about the Walter Nolan recruitment you know I haven't really looked into it a lot man it's um you know he I know he has some ties in this area but um he definitely fits a need I mean I should I hope we get him but you know there's you just never know man you never know what's the biggest portal need in your opinion for Ole Miss I've said it's defensive tackle yeah, it's O-line. It's for sure O-line. O-line and D-line. I mean, that, that's the only way we ever get to where we can compete with a, a Georgia and some of these others. You got you to gotta beef up the O-line and D-line, man. 
Lane Sane Clown Posse. Now that we are in the New Year Six Bowl, Ole Miss is playing in the Peach Bowl against Penn State. December 30th, will Brad be there? And if Ole Miss wins, what are the odds he loses his voice yelling? Uh, we're gonna, we're going to try to make it. We're going to try. I don't got great feelings about going to Atlanta or anywhere in Georgia this year. Uh, <laughs> last well, last time, last time we spent a bunch of money went down to Athens had yeah. a lot of hopes and left pretty pretty sad. I was there too, and you and I had a lot before the game. The the pitches we were making to each other about what we could do content wise, the excitement that we had, the hope that we had, we're go both going to be there in Sanford Stadium, and then fifty two to seventeen later. Man, that was rough. I haven't decided if I'm going to the Peach Bowl either. I don't. I was going to go to the Citrus Bowl. I've, I actually had a hotel room booked for the Citrus Bowl for two weeks because that's what everybody in the administration and the Manning Center. They all thought they were going to the Citrus Bowl, and then Alabama does what Alabama does, and now Ole Miss is playing in the in the Peach Bowl. What was like the obvious bowl? If it was the Cotton, wherever, is there one that automatically yes, you'd have been there? Cotton Bowl versus Texas, I think that's a that's automatic. You know, this, this time of year is tough. You know, we honestly, man, we're so last minute in our family, dude. Like, I, I may or may not go. It's, it's going to be a, it's going to no, be. No, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Knowing you as I have since two thousand and like seven. Uh, talking regularly, what this dude's going to do is say, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then he'll be texting me going, dude, are you coming down here or not? He'll be there. He'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out. I, I usually, if you can drive, I, it's always a, it could be a damn a day before a decision. Yeah. And he'll make the decision to go because that's what he does. Recon Reb, how does Brad feel our offensive line recruiting class will turn out? And what is our biggest need on the offensive line? Man, we just need bodies. You know, if you look at the guys we have committed, um, it's two guys, but they're undersized. Both the guys we have committed, it's going to be a few years before we ever see these guys. So we need guys that can immediately play, man. I mean, we got we need guys that can get in there and, and make an impact and make one soon. So, yeah, we um we got some we we got some some doing in the portal if we can there. So um yeah the guys we got committed though they're they're a couple years off you know i've watched a little bit of film on them um here recently but they're they're good they're good looking athletic dudes but they're they're a good ways off carter smith the indiana transfer tackle is coming in one of many visitors for Ole Miss this weekend two transfers for sure are coming in carter smith he's a tackle from indiana and the other is chris poo paul the linebacker from arkansas i think Ole Miss is the leading school for both of them a number of different potential targets in the portal on the offensive line. Jerquan Scott from Southern Miss is another one who could be close. So Brad's right. Where you're going to see the most consequential impact as far as offensive line targets is in the portal. And when you ask where could they improve, literally everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Micah Pettis is coming back. That was, that's something we reported on the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com and Affiliate of Ole Three. And you can sign up today for the Ole Miss Spirit for the low, low cost of $1. Yes, just $1. But Micah Pettis is coming back, a starting right tackle. That's great news. However, Ole Miss needs about four or five more. They just need an infusion, and not just as far as starting talent, but also just competitive talent to push guys too, I think. Yeah, no kidding, man. I mean, they, you know, Pettis is a huge, huge part of this, um, you know, the equation, getting getting an experienced tackle back. But, man, you just need bodies. You know, right now you've seen what happened when we had two or three injuries this year. I mean, it was – it's tough to deal with. I mean, it really was. So um, we got to get to where we have multiple guys that can compete and start. And we just, man, we're not there. We're not there yet, but we got to get there. 
It's a mailbag Friday edition of the flagship here on the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Now, the next question from the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of on three. That's the website I write for and Brad hangs out at Gates Allen 05, top offensive skill position portal targets. Who do we get out of that group? I would say the closest Ole Miss is to getting a commitment from would be Juice Wells, a wide receiver from South Carolina. And I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they took three to five. And that's on top of having Deion Smith. Not that they don't like what they have. I think there's enough tape now. And this is where I need your expertise, Mr. Football Expert. He signs a number of four-star or better high school wide receivers, but they don't make impacts in their early years. Who are the impact players at that position under Lane Kiffin? Transfers out of the portal at wide receivers. So I could see them being heavy there. Uh, what do you think about the position groups and what they need and what they're going after? I, I don't think they're getting a quarterback. I don't think they're getting a running back. It seems that they've shifted philosophy at wide receiver and are saying, yeah, we know what we do well. We get portal receivers. We're not developing freshmen, whoever, at a good enough rate. Let's get as many then as we can. Yeah. Um, re Receiver-wise, I mean, we got Aiden Williams. You know, you got – you're going to see if we can get Trey Harris back. I don't know if that happens. Um, a couple others. So I, I can see Kiffin still taking some though. In that sense, I can see him still. I mean, that's just that's just what he does. I mean, if, I feel like every year we've we've had a ton got ton of guys come in. You know, rather be recruits or um, you know transfer guys, and you know, always feels like we don't have enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I can see him taking some there. I can see him. You know, I don't think we do anything on running back. Don't definitely do anything on quarterback. Um, so I mean I, I think it's I think he's gonna really go hard at O line D line, man. Um, you know, if if you just look at what the overall need is and some linebackers would be great too. Um but yeah, I think I think it's overall I think it's gonna be up front. And like I noted, Chris Poo Paul, the linebacker transfer from Arkansas, he's one of the visitors this weekend. Reb Nash twenty one per Chuck's note on what is now not yesterday, but Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, I'm losing count. How much more? Are our players, current players, costing this year as part of our roster retention 10 to 20% more? And at what point does it benefit us to let some players go and hit the portal for replacements? They have to learn our system and may not be a fit, or are those players going to be more expensive anyway? Yeah, no, I think it's, I think there's significant across the board in college football. You've seen the price of players going up. And um, going up significantly, you know, I think with all the talk and the, and the more the more the learning curve by them as well, I think they're realizing, hey, there's strategies that are being created to help help them lever themselves and and you know multiple different things. So, you know, I think across the board, um, you know, the, the the prices went up. And you know, do we let certain players go? I mean, it all depends on your philosophy, right? Like, you know, you try to talk to people about you know, hey, this player may not be worth this, but in their mind, they're a huge fan. It's like, no, we got to do whatever for this player. Well, that ain't how you – I mean, that, that's not how the NFL works. You see great players all the time get let go because, hey, I mean, think about this. I, I mean, the, the Titans let A.J. Brown go. You know what I mean? Like, and he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. There's just certain business decisions that make more sense for for your organization. So um, you got to look at it as more of a more of a NFL style, right? Like, hey, just one player um, – you know, is is he worth the detriment of your whole team? I mean, it happens all the time with quarterbacks, right? You pay a quarterback and hell, you don't got a wide receiver. Look at Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, he he got a tight end and no damn receiver that can catch a ball. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to look at it as is you know, do you let some walk? I mean, I, I'm sure Lane will at some point. Um, 
you know, outside of a quarterback, if you have a quarterback, you always have a chance, right? So that, that to me is always priority number one. After that, man, I mean, I'm, I'm looking around, I'm, I'm looking around every position just in case somebody were to leave and say, Hey, you know, this guy wants a million, whatever this guy may can get for two fifty, and he's a hell of a player as well. You know, it will be a drop off, but it won't be a, you know, that big of a drop off. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he does it. I mean, Lane's got an NFL type mindset. So, I mean, he's not going to sit there and just shovel out money. You know, I, I'd I'd seen, or I'd, I'd heard, you know, between four of our players, there's a $3.2 million request, you know, at, at, at four, four positions. So, that's a um and then it becomes getting, a question of yeah dollar that gets up there they, are know. those four players really worth that much or yeah. what can you buy for three million dollars out is there? it, is it responsible is it responsible yeah. resource allocation to give that kind of, wow yeah that's yeah a big, can, that's can a big you number. can you um yeah what can you buy 15 you know can you buy 15 players for three million i don't know so yeah, it's it's an interesting deal. I hate it in college football. I mean, I, I want the players to get paid as much as possible, but I wish there was a way that like it didn't break into like you know these these goofy th- and people leaving you know, quarterbacks that are starting getting in the portal. Like just it's just to me that that's not fun, man. It's really not good for the game. But um, yeah, I, I want their you know I want them to get paid. But I just think that some of the strategies behind you know players that are leaving that are you know, big parts of programs and stuff. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and it, it's lost. The sport's lost a lot of its luster, especially with rivalries, because the yeah. attachment to the players and to the team, that's been fractured with all of this. Yeah, and- I, I hate – like, I don't, I don't follow recruiting now at all, hardly, because why, right? It's just, you're just going, out, okay, let, let me know who you bought come August. You know, we don't know who's going to leave. Like, you don't know who, who even is going to be on your team. So you can't pick a player that you like from some school in Mississippi and say – Hey man, I'm gonna follow this kid's career and, and root for him. And then, I mean, the dude may be gone in a blink, you know. So, but I would argue on the opposite end of that, you're getting Jackson Dart now for what will be his third season. So you got AJ Brown for three. Jackson Dart will have led Ole Miss to how yeah. successful? I mean, potentially two ten win seasons, if not better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, an access bowl. I, I know it's a different path to get here, but he gave you the same length, the same time. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. I do understand the argument because there are guys that just drop in and out, and that part of it, that that is that is fractured the relationship as far as the players and the coaches and 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 what made college football so organically great. You know, you all felt like you were in on it, and yep. that part there's some of that loss. But I would argue that what you're starting to see because we're a little bit la- down the line with this now. Like Jackson Dart was part of the early wave. Um, there are players that can be celebrated as potentially all-time great rebels and he's coming back for a third season yeah sure he could of course he could uh look at the numbers i think he's seventh all time in a number of different categories all right obtb triple five potential tight end coaches any rumblings of additional staff changes i haven't heard anything about potential tight end coaches not a yeah, thing. No, i heard they're gonna take their time on it um there's something too big to rush um yeah i don't know i don't know i'll be interested to see what they do there i, I wonder if they're gonna promote within um, or find somebody within to do it. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't heard a whole lot. All, all I've heard is, Hey, there's no rush on this. That's something, something I didn't have any rumblings of additional staff changes. I have heard of none of that. Uh, there was some concern about Randall Joyner getting some perspective like every single year, but I think Ole Miss is in a really good place. And, and that includes, um, this, this staff continuity, I think it's going to be a year where you don't see much turnover, if any, 
over the next month and a half. If you haven't seen it by now, especially with the way the calendar has kind of been pushed up into the season, and I mean, they're far into the calendar now. Uh, maybe you see something in January, February, stuff happens, but I, I think I don't anticipate anything major. All right. Ole Miss 1970. Why did the last Game of Thrones season have to ruin the greatest talk of Champions Network podcast ever been? He's talking about the night is dark and the full of spoilers because the writing was pathetic. But seriously, bring it back with House of the Dragon. I can't get into it. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I did write my own fan fiction. I did. I uh, picked up from when Danny lands in Westeros with her armies and I sent it to a few people. And all of them said uh, something to the effect of, oh, this is kind of neat. Uh, my brother did go, I, I don't understand what any of this means. This sounds ridiculous. Like Brad does when I start talking about this stuff on this podcast. Matt Smith, any insight on who all the staff tweets are in on recruiting? Any news on Walter Nolan? I did a story on that on the tweets of Lane Kiffin and where he went a couple days ago at the Ole Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com and Affiliate of On3. He's been to see a number of different transfer targets. He was in Clemson to see the cornerback. They they're in, they want to go see the Florida linebacker, Prince. He's got a name I'm gonna butcher. And a number of other guys, he went to see Walter Walter Nolan. He's all over the place right now. So uh, as far as news on Walter Nolan, nothing yet, uh, nothing yet or new on Ole Miss's in. Uh, but for, he's going to Oregon this weekend. Ole Miss hundred nine seventy. How good do you think Dart can be next season? I think it'd be great. Um, which, which I think you know, even this year he took a really big step with with taking care of the ball. Um, you know, I mean, I. I would be shocked if he didn't have a massive year um, just based off third year in the system. And and he's, he is really, really a fun player to watch, man. He, like we've always said, he doesn't light it up stats wise. He does have some games where he lights it up stat wise, but he's just a clutch player. Like he's always making the throw in the right time and he plays tough as hell, man. So, I mean, I, I would look for a little bit of jump in the passing game, you know, especially with, with um, touchdown production. But for the most part, man, I mean, he is, um, you know, he he should he should have a really big year for us. I'd be shocked. You know, we don't play Alabama. We don't play a couple other opponents that that you hate. We don't play, but um, you know, I'm crying really hard. We're not playing Alabama, but um, you know, yeah, I think the schedule I think the schedule sets up next year for him to have a big year. Madge Pat Mack, why do we not print game day programs for football anymore? I don't know. Don't tell my dad and all his buddies that. I mean, they were they they would whoop an ass over a program, a five dollar yeah. program back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, those things were the best, man. The old Dude, it was spirit. unbelievable. Oh, I used to have a whole stack of those things, man. Those are the good days. Maybe I can get Chuck to bring like some old retro spirit stuff back. That'd be good. Ben six, our D line recruiting seems to be very high level. Our offensive line recruiting, especially at the high school level, doesn't seem to be at the level of a playoff team. Um, we can see how hard it is to get. Da, 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 da. Seems crazy with how good and deep our offensive lines have been in the past that we're having this issue. What do you think about that? Ole Miss's offensive line struggles as far as recruiting and performance. I yeah, I'm mind blown by it, man. Like there, um, there's not been a a really great um, foundation of O line recruiting over the last couple of years, and it's it's gonna it's gonna catch up to us at some point. If we don't get, you know, start getting some of these high, like where, you know, we got hopefully Bryson Sanders and Cushman, so a couple of these guys end up working out, but we don't know. Well, we haven't seen any of them, you know, so Cammy, some of those guys, like where are they at? <laughs> like surely one of these guys are, are good enough to get in there. So um, we're about to find out though. We're about to find out. Um, but, you know, that's just one position that it's just hard to win without it. 
So I would like to see more of an emphasis on it. So, I mean, you can win, don't get me wrong, but it has been, you know, the run game has been pretty up and down this year and darts, you know, he's, he's had to run a little bit. So um, you'd like to show up in a game and feel pretty comfort, you know, have the comfort of knowing, Hey, I got a big oil line. That's going to, you know, if we, if we need to run the ball again, we can run it. If we need a pass pro, we can pass pro. So, um, you know, I'd like to see a little better there. I think, I think that's, that, I think that's what's keeping us from really being a contender, right? We're, we're 10 and two, but man, there's a large gap between us and the, and the top four, you know, or, or, or the top couple, like an extremely large gap, like really, really bad. <laughs> so, um, like I witnessed it 52 to 17, bad. but, um, yeah, that's, that's what we got to do. We've got to get somewhat competitive there. East Conhada. I don't know if I said that right. Given that he is now out recruiting for us, how about giving us some color on Kelvin Bolden? I'm glad you asked about Kelvin Bolden. Uh, we talked to him on the Talk of Champions podcast network. Full interview, a very long, I think about an hour with Zach Barry. Just simply search Talk of Champions Kelvin Bolden because he is a personal cat, a tremendous recruiter, and he's going to be on the field soon, I would project. He, he's that kind of guy. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if – I am not. I don't think tight ends coach necessarily, but – uh, Kelvin Bolden is invaluable to this program, especially um, on the recruiting trail. Full speed, are Jaden Williams and Micah Pettis more suited to play guard? And if so, who do we go after for the tackle spots? How are Pre Preston Cushman and Cam East developing? Brad kind of touched on that already. As far as who they're going after, Carter Smith, I mentioned him, Jerquan Scott. They were going after Spencer Brown, the Michigan State transfer, but he ended up committing to Oklahoma. Oh, man, they're in on a lot of different offensive linemen. One from... San Jose State, Fernando, I can't remember his last name, but I've reached out to him on Twitter. I think they're looking to add significant numbers there, and I think they're specifically yeah. looking for tackles. Because the way they look at it is, hey, man, they, we, we can kick a tackle down a guard, right? I, I, they they yeah. feel like they need some athleticism and some tackle athleticism. Yeah, I don't I don't think Pettis or Williams are a guard at all. I think um, you know, Pettis is just too tall, man, and he's, he's already not – I mean, he's, he's not overly technically sound. He's a – He's a grabber. He likes to grab, and you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying holding. I'm saying there's certain you know ways that people. There's clampers, there's grabbers, there's guys that punch. There's a bunch of different different ways that people play O line. But you know, he's a big he's a big outside grabber. So I think man, that would be tough on the inside for him. Um, Jaden Williams is a, he's I don't I don't I think he's a tackle. I think both of them are a tackle. I think they, they do fine. Um, Pettis is a right tackle. I mean he's he's playing about where he can play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, based off size. He didn't have interior movement. No, yeah, he's not he's not that that kind of guy. Um, so both those guys will be fine. I think they just want to keep adding bodies, you know, maybe maybe some of the guys coming in could be guards, um, whatever. But um I I, th I think they definitely want, you know, they're gonna have to replace Victor Kern. I think that was a that was a huge get for us this year. He was their um, best offensive lineman. Maybe not best, but most consistent. Yeah, he was he was pretty quiet all year. You didn't really see much from from his guys. So, yeah, I think they're going to be looking to. I, I would I would expect at least three to four guys that would sign um, at the portal would, would be my target there. Clear Lake Reb Kiffin and the vast majority of Ole Miss fans, in my opinion, do not want the Egg Bowl played on Thanksgiving Day. Amen, amen. But on Saturday, like all other games, amen. What can we do to make this happen? I've asked Keith Carter. I've asked whoever I've, I asked this to Ross Bjork when he was still the AD here. Who else do I ask? I guess you just keep bringing it up. No one wants this on Thanksgiving, right? I know I don't. Do you? I don't care. Uh, I, I, I would prefer not so I can actually go to it. That's my wife's biggest out. So 
Like, like I wanted to go to Startwell this year. He's like, well, you're just going to go to a game on Thanksgiving. We're not going to Startwell. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm sick of the Thanksgiving excuse. I hate, I, I don't care about Thanksgiving. It's, it's shitty food. It's, it's, is what it is. You know I, what I mean? don't like, disagree. Like, that is going to be I, a hot take for some, but I like, don't like, disagree. I mean, it's fine, dude. But like the dedicating a whole day to a dry ass Turkey meal, like, come on, dude. Like I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you either the morning or I'm going to give you the evening, right? I'm yeah. not giving you a whole day. Of Thanksgiving. So, like, why can I not? Why, if we ate at 11 o'clock, why can't I drive over to Starkville and go to the game? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand. So, we got to get. Why do we get, have to eat dry turkey? Why can't I? Just I will go. I will go to pumpkin every. Pumpkin spice pancakes. Yeah. I would go to every egg ball if it wasn't on Thanksgiving. And, and then my wife wouldn't have an out and it would be great. We all want this to happen. So, what can we do? Just keep bringing it up. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449 and get your free quote today. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. 
NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. D Hammock 76. What's the news on Brandon Murray? There's no news yet. Musa Cisse has been cleared. We all know that by now. And we thought we were hearing that there could be some positive movement on Brandon Murray. But since crickets, Lane, Sane, Clown Posse, does Aiden Williams make the leap next year from the all-fall camp team to the productive wide receiver we thought we were getting out of jersey number one? You know, that's another thing. So that's another shocking thing is why, what is the deal with all our wide receivers? Like, I swear, dude, like they, have we had one that came from high school and has in four years, have we had one come from high school and go all the way through the program and be a stud? What is going on? Like this kid was like, I had offers from everywhere. Like, hopefully I would, I would. This one was different because a, none like JJ Henry and Braylon Brown, in preseason camp, he was getting asked about, but talked about voluntarily, right? Lane would say, y'all know how good this guy is. You see it every single day. He's going to be a huge impact. And the production was the same as J.J. Henry, Braylon Brown. These are guys that were all. Honestly, honestly I'm as excited about Caden Lee as anybody, just because he's tested yeah. twice and he scored and he got some crazy wheels on him. I think he'll take the Dayton Wade great role. routes. Yeah, I think he'll take the Dayton Wade role. He's got to do something with his hair, though. I, I love can't. the hair. <laughs> Dude, oh, how dare he be himself and live his own unique truth? How dare he? Uh, Where is W. Jerome? Pull that shit right out of his head is what's going to happen. How dare you? Caden's apparently a really skilled NBA 2K uh, basketball player on uh, PS5. And I've challenged him during his recruitment. I was like, dude, you can't take me. And he's like, really? dude, we're going to make this happen. He's I'm, a hu- I'm a huge fan, man. I think he's going to be a good player. I oh, really he's do. a stud. Runs great yeah. routes. It, that's the thing. He fits the profile. That that profile wide receiver, and it doesn't matter the age, that's the one that kind of hits under Lane Kiffin. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the one that always – it just doesn't make sense. Speed, <laughs> it doesn't make kills, sense. Speed kills with Lane. Lane likes the fast – which everybody does. But, um, yeah, he, he does really well with the fast guys. Wjerome78 at gmail.com. That's his username on the spirit is his email. We got to change that. We need to make it like go rebels 24. I don't know. Where's the official Ole Miss bar for the peach bowl. I haven't heard. I have no clue. Somebody will have to fill in. I do that. know the shark tank guys though. So I can find out and post it on the board. 
That's where that's what we do. You go to the Omen Spirit, OmenSpirit.com and Philip on three. I will find that out for you. W Jerome78 at Gmail. It just it's too wordy. It's too wordy. It needs to be like, you know, up top rebel 69. Don't make it that, please. Rebel Rhett. What are the odds of landing more than one AM defensive lineman? If so, what are the most likely to sign? I, I don't generate I don't sense anywhere close to the same kind of momentum or anything. For the other guys, I think it's right now mostly Walter Nolan. Adley Rushman, are we just safe from Lane Kiffin leaving rumors this year? I think so. I, do I think we're good. I think we're good for a while. I don't think he's leaving until his daughter leaves school at Ole Miss. I think, I think he'll stay here the whole time. I mean, it only makes sense for him. So I think we got him locked in for a little while. October Reb, not Ben, but easy answers. Okay, he's, he's answering someone else. Um, Chris from Roosters. Hey, Chris from Roosters. Roosters, baby. The wings. The wings, baby. Who is your biggest under the radar recruit we currently have committed? I, don't I hate know. doing this though. I hate doing this because like Tyler Banks was one of those for me. Right? either. I have to dig a little deeper. It's always some random like safety or or maybe a deal. I don't know. It's usually it's usually usually somebody in the secondary. I was trying to think of who they who have they committed so far from the portal. Right, because I was going to go. Well, there's John Saunders guys like from Miami of Ohio, but it's way too early for that. When you're talking about high yeah. school guys, that's a harder conversation. Um, it'll be some random safety guaranteed. It always is. Safety hits here on Lane Kiffin. Like, let's see. I'm gonna find an under under the radar. Cam Beavers. It's because he's a little undersized, but Cam Beavers. I love I love the last name. Yeah. Of course you do. William Eccles, but now he's getting he's blowing up. He's originally a three-star prospect, and now he's a top 100 guy pretty much everywhere. So, Or, yeah, top 200, I should say. So there you go. There's a couple of under-the-radar guys. Clear Lake Reb. All right, nope, he's talking to somebody. Sarasota Bill, where's the party on the night before the Peach Bowl at Brad's Airbnb? Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know a whole lot about Atlanta. Um it's where not, the players not, play. Yeah. <laughs> where they ride on them things like every day. I don't know, man. I'm 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 hoping we hoping I'm hoping our party is during the game. I mean, I'm hoping we're we're having fun this ball game. So that is uh, that is <laughs> very, political. Like it's perfect. That was the bad. most mayor mayoral answer I've ever heard in my life. The very pivot bad, like, on live radio podcasting. It's amazing. The baddie, right. the daddy answer. Rambling Rebel. There won't be any lingering injuries for the bowl game, will there? Also, what's the best holiday candy? Injuries, I, I think almost is pretty good. I don't think there's gonna be anything crazy. Uh, what's your holiday candy? I'm not a big candy guy anymore. All I want to do is eat breakfast food. I, I'm like headed toward the retirement home. All I want is waffles, pancakes. I'll tell you what I love, and it's not a candy, it's the freaking little Debbie Christmas trees. <laughs> Come on, dude. Have you had the chocolate ones? I had, well, yeah, I, I know what the chocolate ones taste like because they're essentially the same thing. But it's no, the they're not. Baby, the vanilla ones, it's like a zebra cake, but it's a Christmas tree, right? See, this is why the diet, the diet always starts tomorrow, and yet it never comes. Rebel Bear Shark sixty nine. See, that's that's a good username. For w <laughs> Rebel Drum. Bear Shark. Rebel Bear Shark sixty nine. Um, he wants you to add, he wants you to watch Huddle on John Wayne Oliver and Jude Foster. I did. I did. I watched both those guys. Did um, you really? Oh, you were already yeah. in the thread. You cheated. 
No, I didn't cheat. I've I've watched I, I watch every player that we have committed all the time. Like whenever right. they're on there, I can watch them. Yeah, I told you both guys are very athletic dudes. Um, you know, they got great builds. They're got, they have a chance to be really good players, but you know they're both two hundred eighty pounds mm-hmm. coming into the SEC from you know no telling what school. So yeah, you 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 can think of those names in maybe two or three years. You know, as being guys that are gonna be ready to go, but they're they're, they're prospects at this point. Right. Where's like, Preston Cushman? Where's Cam? Yeah, that they, they, they look, you know, they look the part, but they move well. Both of them are very athletic, but we'll see. Mississippi Blue is the leaked schedule legit? I think it might be. I Wait, think it might so be. That bull crap about us playing on Thanksgiving is real. Yes. God. They're playing on Thanksgiving again. I won't be at the Egg Bowl again. I'm sure mm-hmm. because we're just celebrating this beautiful holiday. And it's just awesome. We should spend the whole day eating deviled eggs and dried turkey. First of all, deviled eggs are the deviled eggs is the only thing that can make you even swallow the turkey, right? Like you gotta you gotta eat the turkey with it. I made it just... completely because my big memo, my my daughter's great grandma, big memo makes the best country spaghetti you ever had. It's just spaghetti to crock pot. All right, Rebel Bagman, who was Bradley's favorite teammate at Ole Miss and in the NFL. Ole Miss favorite teammate, and that includes uh, in the media. Yeah, that's probably Bobby. I'd say me and Bobby were pretty tight. Um, played together. NFL surprisingly, probably my f- I have I, Larry Fitzgerald is probably one of my favorites. But and this is this is weird. I mean, me and him were pretty tight, but I freaking love Richard Sherman. Like I th- I thought I thought he was the. So he plays a character on TV, right? He's not that guy in the locker room. He's really smart, like really good teammate. Like I just respected how like he always played with the chips. I think he was drafted so late, and he's always was hey, he's not this this good of a guy. Um, he always played really angry, like even at practice, like you cannot complete a pass on that secondary. It was insane. Like when the, the scout team, if you complete a pass, they're going to knock your head off or. Like you, you just you just ain't catching it. Like I'm, t- I'm telling you, it was crazy. But he was like the best, like dude, like on on the team. It was it was unbelievable. So then he would go do his stuff on the media. I'd be like, what the, what's Richard doing this crazy stuff again? Like he's not this way at all uh, in the locker room. He's like a freaking awesome teammate, like cool as hell with everybody. Like would do anything for you, like anything. But then he'd get in the media. And it's like, okay, here comes my character. Like I need some marketability here. So yeah, I, lo- I loved him. I thought he was really awesome. W Jerome seventy eight at Gmail. Does Q's number get to a point where Lane has to let him get his bag somewhere else? No. Nah. Are we even close to that be, being in reality? I, I don't know. I don't think they'll let him leave. They'll, they'll probably pay a ton for him. But, um, you know, it's – There is a conversation to be had, and it's not – you don't have to be delicate about it. Running back is a devalued position in football. Yeah, so, if you're, no, if, you're, if you're paying seven-figure sums, as if, even if you're in a tier one where Ole Miss is right now, it's a playoff contending team. Yeah. You, you never pay running backs in football, at least in modern football. But I disagree with that because it's Ole Miss is going to pay Quinchon Junkins. But the point yeah, is, they're gonna pay there is sure. a bigger conversation to be had, and it's not indelicate to say, yeah, that's a legitimate ca- – when we're talking these kind of dollars, that's a legitimate conversation to be had. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the real conversation is, hey, what is our budget? Like, can, can, if we all knew exactly how much we had, which I don't think any of us know, and, and and I think if you pay a guy like Quinshawn over a million bucks, it's going to come from some outside sourcing, like this very awkward 
hoodie shit that Lane posted on Twitter, like the whole juice hoodie thing. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. There's always there's some kind of there's something coming from somewhere to help get this because there's no way that an nil fund can just afford to say, oh, here's a one point two million dollars unless we have you know thirty million dollars and we don't. You know, it, it, it just, it, it will well, be it's paid out over time. It's life of contract, Brad, life of contract. Well, he's got one more year left here. So yeah, one year, 1.2 million is what he would be signing. I just want like 50 grand, you know, <laughs> to go on the most magical Disney world vacation with my kids. That's what you would spend your 50 grand on. That is the, I would spend my 50 grand on things that make me happy, Brad. Yes. Being with my family grand and on a Disney trip. Most magical place. No, I've been to Disney before. I was just thinking, God, you know what you are? A thief of joy. Network what? Reb. Ask Brad to talk about the effect on an offensive line when positions are scrambled like they were for Ole Miss last season. What are the hardest parts of handling those kind of situations? What percentage efficiency loss does that kind of situation create? Yeah, it can get tough, man, and that's why you want more bodies, more versatile bodies, right? And – one thing that I think Ole Miss really needs, and I think this is kind of the the one piece that I think people discount the most, is like your O line is only as good as your center, right? Like you need you, your guy needs to be a center that is very experienced, knows the offense. So when there is shuffling that goes on around him, he can help out. You know, the, the best guy I ever played with was Lyle Sinline, and he wasn't overly like athletic or great. He was a good player. He got paid really good money. But, like, when you came to the line, dude, he directed traffic to the point where you didn't have to think. Like, hey, do this, do that, like both sides. So it didn't matter who the hell you put in there. They were going to play decent because Lyle was going to tell them who to block. And, you know, they could play a lot faster, whereas you, you cut the thinking element out of it. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, we had some – when anytime you're having turnover at center, it's just – it's chaos. So, um, yeah, that's – it takes it takes a good minute, though, um, you know, to, to get that lined out. Rebel Rabble. Is Ole Miss going to land Mike Juarez? It's still, still good. I love it. If not, then how many linebackers do you think Ole Miss needs out of the portal? I think at least two, and I think Chris Paul is going to be one of them, the Arkansas transfer coming in this week. Dog Brewer, I understand Ole Miss finished 10-2, and two and it's crazy to question or complain, but it seems the offensive line is average at best. It seems as though it's scheme and or dot improv dart improvising quite a bit. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I just think they're inconsistent this year for the most part. You know, there's there's some physical physical ass beating going on in there too. You know, what it wasn't. I think schematically, there 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 a lot of times their hats are on the right guy, but you know, there was just some. Well, the one thing I will say that was shocking, and I and I watched really close because I started seeing a trend is how bad we were at passing off twists and stunts and stuff. It was to I don't know if, I don't know if we athletically weren't good enough to do it or if we just weren't really reviewing it well enough. But man, when when teams started really stunting and twisting on us, they were I mean it was I mean it was bad basic <laughs> stuff. It was it basic. Was I would I wouldn't call it basics. It's tough to you know it's it's really really tough if you got guys that haven't played together a ton and can't talk and communicate and get yeah. on different levels. It's easy for the the idiot sitting in a chair. Yeah. No. I'm, I mean it, it, it most yeah. In a real professional world, a twist is, is pretty basic. But at the end of the day, like, you still have to have, you know, you have to have each other's back and twist, right? Because you, you have a TE, which is where, like, a tackle is coming up field trying to pick um, – you're trying to pick the offense tackle, and then the defensive end's wrapping. So you have to know, like, hey, my guard's going to snap him over because I can't look to the right, you know? So if you're, if you're taking a set, which needs to be more vertical, um, you have to understand, like, 
hey, my guard's got to snap him over. If not, he's just going to hit me in the side and, and, and you know, wedge us open. So you got to have that, – that goes back to, hey, we need some more continuity on the line and, you know, playing together helps because you have got – I mean, I always knew, you know, when I was playing next to my guy, we we worked together so much. Or same thing, if I'm a tackle, you do not let your guard get picked. I mean, if your guy's taking one step and slanting inside, you better snap his ass over because as soon as that guard gets ear hold, you know, it's going to be a fight on the sideline. Raleigh Wolf, have you heard of any players opting out of the bowl game? No, not really. It's been pretty quiet on that front, too. Womp Rat, what cool toys will you be playing with on Christmas morning? Because it's really the only important question any of us should be asking ourselves right now. What do you want for Christmas? Anything in particular? No, I don't want anything for Christmas, dude. God, I just can you again, the thief of joy, <laughs> the thief of joy. Rambling Rebel, if anyone hasn't asked yet, when will the solid 2024 football schedule come out? December 13th, I think. So five days from when we're recording this. Edition of the flagship on December 8th, 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. I write at the Ole Miss Spirit, OmeSpirit.com, affiliate on three, and he hangs out there too. POW underscore Rebel. Any insight as to why we had so many holding penalties this season? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I'll tell you what, we are a zone scheme team, and a lot of times, you know, you're, you're, you're pressing the front side, coming out the back side. So, you know, it can, it can, if the, if the back, a lot of times dude, a back can actually cause a holding penalty and people don't realize that, especially if you're fighting to get your head to a certain part of the defender's body, but he cuts, you know, behind it or on the, or makes the wrong cut. Well, you know, your D line while you're driving them is shifting back the other way. And all of a sudden you've got hands on them because you know, everybody's actually grabbing the guy and holding for the most part, but you know, the D lineman's going back the other way, trying to get the back and, you know, you, you, you've got a hold of them. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think we had a ton of holding penalties where it was that crazy. Um, you know, but I, I think that, you know, a lot of times in zone scheme, you do see that. Rebel six have Brad tell some 40 control lock at 40 stories since 40 control lock it used to tell Brad stories, affectionately calling him a shithead. <laughs> yeah. 40 man. Me and 40 started out not liking not each other. Not good. Um, he's a very good player, very hard to block, but you know, I'd hold him and piss him off. He gets real mad when you hold him. And so I, I, I continuously held him for years because he got those freaking long arms. But I would say my best 40 story is probably the time when he and Greg Hardy got in a fist fight butt naked in the locker room. And I don't know if 40's ever told this, but as you could imagine, two six six dudes that are you know built getting into a fist fight after out while coming out of the shower um is a sight that see they fought but, i didn't know that they were naked i mean I, yeah they were pretty naked they were pretty naked if i remember correctly now i, I may have 40, all right I, i'm gonna we got us who won i don't i don't i cannot remember that but i mean both those dudes were pretty pretty scrappy and crazy if i had to guess you know, it was pretty tight, but the problem, the problem is nothing to do with the fight, right? Like, Hey, there's two dudes fighting in the locker room. I mean, it happens Two brothers fighting. Well, who the hell's jumping in and grabbing two slippery dudes that are naked. That was the biggest problem is like, Those everybody's two Adonis's around. who are butt naked and just yeah, fighting like, like who Greek is, gods. Who is grabbing one of these two? So yeah, that's, that was probably one of my fun. And, and listen, if you fight 40, like you can't fight, like he's a, he was the nicest, coolest guy ever. Like, you know, he so would get kind of mad practiced against each other. Yeah, he still wasn't. He'd get mad, but it's like in a in a forty kind of way. Like he ain't that aggressive. 
So, oh, oh, oh. No, I mean, like, like with, with his anger, he's not that aggressive. Um, but I actually like, talked yeah, to him yeah, this no, week. Greg, he's in New Orleans and he's doing great. And that's my guy. I'm gonna try to get him back on the podcast because now, uh, Bradley Salas straight up said, Yeah, he, he ain't got that in his bag. He ain't got that. <laughs> no, but that was probably my favorite 40 memories. Him, him, and Greg Hardy. That maybe, maybe a story that nobody knew, but him and Greg Hardy in the I didn't, fight. Uh, I, in my locker, I'll just sit in my locker like I would never go get in the middle of that. Like, there's no way. Like, you couldn't pay me ten thousand dollars right now to go get in the middle of that fight. To Twitter we go X, whatever it's called. Ben Shaw at B Shaw three C. What's the over under on how many times James Franklin and Lane are called similar in the lead up to the game, the Peach Bowl on December? Not 30th. really similar. Similar styles. I mean, uh, styles of what? Those dudes are couldn't be more opposite. Are they? Yeah, I, I don't really. I'll be honest. I don't know much about James Franklin and Penn State. I, I know he came from Vanderbilt, a great recruiter. He was uh, an Ole Miss target for coaching searches a number of times when he wasn't going to take Ole Miss seriously. But that's about no. the the reach of my. I don't know his scheme or anything. What he does, not like what offense and defense is he runs. I, mean, I guess there is. There are ways that they're similar from on the coaching front, but I don't personality wise, not at all. Om hoops HQ. It's, uh, I'm sorry, I can't read. In its onset, a lot of people said that NIL would be bad for Ole Miss. After after reflecting on the corrupt investigation by the NCAA, do you think that NIL, do you think that NIL is actually good for Ole Miss? Yeah. 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 It's it's been good for us because we've been able to pony up. The question is how, Yeah. you know, what's the longevity of it? We need need somebody really really rich to like come in and put us on different level. Okay, money bags. Ain't me. Yeah, I can't. I can't afford it. I can't afford Quinshawn Jenkins. Oh, but you got your fancy graphs on your screen that you got to cut off to record your dinky <laughs> podcast with Ben. Hunter Kenneberg, who is the biggest portal need outside of Walter Nolan? Who is the biggest portal need? Any O lineman that can really impact. Yeah, really. Yeah, that one thousand percent. Because I, I think, I think Q's production was down a lot because of. Because of that, I mean, I think he, you know, he dropped from seventh in the nation to thirty third in rushing this year, somewhere in there. I mean, he wasn't inside the top twenty five, and I think a lot of it is, you know, his. I think his yards, which I like to do a lot of, I think his yards after contact were like seven hundred of his a thousand yards. That's freaking that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, I mean. He was every bit as Quinshawn Judkins this year as he was the year before the offensive line play was worse. Yeah. Who is the biggest pipe dream in the portal? I'm going to go with biggest ETN, pipe. Florida running back. That 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 brings up a whole other conversation. If you could get ETN for three fifty, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing okay. it. I'm just saying, dude. Like if you could get ETN and, and Bentley together for three fifty, you go okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Touch it. Go ahead and touch it. Who is the most likely portal get as of now, as of right now? Chris Poopal, the Arkansas linebacker. Brad's thoughts on what is needed for the offensive line to improve. We kind of touched on that. KJ, the Rebel, anybody from our team hitting the portal besides Hughes, DeMarco Williams, no one of consequence. And that was what I was told on Monday. No one of significance is going to be in the portal this year. Um, DeMarco Williams, for me, was a little bit of a surprise because he played a lot. And cornerback almost has a need there. I mean, we're talking all about wide receivers and offensive oh. linemen. 
but Zamari Walton is gone. DeAndre Prince is gone. And DeMarco Williams, I mean, his play, I mean, his playing time diminished a little bit toward the end because Chris Graves, the Miami transfer who can't transfer again, he played more and more and he's got starter potential, but they don't have numbers there. So I think like oh. one of their sneaky biggest needs is numbers at corner. Now, maybe a safety or two is moved to corner. I don't know what the plans are overall, but that's a position where, yeah, they, no. they're going to need you know, some real impact. I'm excited to see this class grow up that we have coming in on defense. This class could be really special with, with Perkins in there as well. I mean, he's essentially going to be a, a young guy still. Paul Mahan, which team goes the furthest into the postseason next year? Football with the 12-team playoff. Basketball in year two under Beard or baseball in 2025? This is all after Texas and Oklahoma join. I'm going to tell you right now, basketball's on the right track. I mm. saw them practice one day, and it was the most impressive thing I've seen. The way the way he – that dude is – I'm, I'm not huge into basketball, so I don't want to make crazy predictions, but that dude is serious the way he coaches. Like, he, he is going to demand greatness. There is no question about that. And the players he's brought in is crazy. I just um, – you know, I think Ole Miss's path next year, there's, there's some – there, there's some toughness in there. If you look at our schedule next year in football, you got you're away at Florida, you're away at Arkansas, you're away at LSU. Those are all three places that are, are, are tough wins, even if they're just average teams. You know what I mean? Even if they're they're not, LSU is going to be really tough. And you got Georgia at home, so you got four, really four games. I mean, Oklahoma can get you as well. So you have four or five games that are like legitly going to be test for us, and we got to somehow come out. In, in in the right fashion at no worse than 10 and 2 to get back in the playoffs as we've seen but even if it's not in the right fashion or even you know you got to time your losses you know correctly or you got, I mean if that's if we don't win them all but you know Georgia is losing a lot so that they may they may be gettable at home but there are some there's some games on the schedule that are going to be really tough no matter how good they are at the time you know it's just like going to Auburn yeah they weren't that great this year but it's going to be a a good game so I was looking I back that, at the schedule like if you look up and down, yeah, Ole Miss whipped Mercer seventy three to seven, and um, yeah. they, but they beat Auburn twenty eight to twenty one. You know they got by three points against Arkansas, Texas A&M. Arkansas, yeah, LSU Arkansas, which was bad. I mean, they they won those games. This is not that's how it works. I mean, they did what they had to yeah. do and they got it done. But it's not like they were throttling teams on the road to ten wins. There's still areas where I mean, it was a coin flip at times. To where yeah. they could have ended up with seven wins instead of ten. You know? This team, this team could have easily been a seven-win team, but and credit what, what to them for being a ten-team, yeah. ten-win team. Yeah. You know, but there is areas where they can really improve. Yeah, there's no question there. So I, I think next year we do take that step, and um, you know, you're hoping the SEC remains somewhat. You're hoping some of these teams don't come back to life at some point. I mean, Auburn, Arkansas, some of these teams are coming back to life, right? Like unless they're just done forever, mm-hmm. but. You know, never in a time can I remember where, you know, teams are this this bad in the SEC. You know, it's usually us. That's the problem. It's usually us in the state, but See, we, we've kind of taken that a, step. I think a big part of that is that's where NIL and freedom of movement for players has really leveled the playing field for teams like Ole Miss that took it seriously and organized well. Ole Miss has become like one of the top, if not the top transfer destinations for like the very top transfers, they come yeah. here. That's how, like, philosophically, that's how Ole Miss builds its rosters is through the transfer portal. We've talked about that, the lack of high school impact, especially at wide receivers, because philosophically, that's where Lane Kiffin 
makes his hay. That's why they've won twice now, 10 wins in the regular season for just the second time ever, both under Lane mm-hmm. Giffen. And while that, why they're one win away from the first 11 win season in Ole Miss history and the second access bowl in the Peach Bowl is because of that philosophy of portal, portal, portal. Yeah. But high school guys, it's tough sledding. All right. Tyler Patrick, who would be your guest on a surprise big fish to get out of the portal? I want to say, see, it, it wouldn't be a surprise to you now to, if Walter Nolan committed to Ole Miss. It wouldn't be a surprise to you now if Juice Wells committed to Ole Miss. See, that's the problem in 2023. We all know way too much about everything and all of us and everyone. Y'all know everything now. We can't surprise you anymore. It's astonishing that CM Punk was able to come back and re-debut with WWE after 10 years being gone. The product was unreturned because you never can keep secrets anymore. Jake at Callaway. Jake, do we get a color-on-color matchup in the Peach Bowl? That's the main question. I don't think so. I don't. I want to see. Have you seen the white? Oh, this is the away team. I love the white jersey. And I saw like a concept of a powder blue numbers and stuff. I'd be down for that. Give me that. Have we done powder blue numbers yet? Yeah, we did almost like North Carolina at that point. It'd be awesome. I forgot he's a traditionalist. They're coming for their tradition. Mitchell Golson. If Saban hangs it up after a national championship, who would they hire? Dabo. No. Okay, fine. Dan Lanning. Dabo is Jimbo Fisher waiting to happen I agree. at Alabama. I agree. Are you kidding me, dude? I agree. Dabo coming there with his dad pants, his white shoes, ready to go. Here we go. BYOB, boys. BYOG, Bama. Let's go. Like, come on, man. They're, they're, they ain't going for no damn Dabo. That's sweet. Um, if they're trying to do the whole tradition, like Dabo, if they're trying to actually win and be progressive, it'll be Dan Laney. Dabo. Um, it, it's not going to be Lane, though. I don't know. I mean, left, Lane would want that. What would Ole Miss do if Lane left for Alabama? Hire a really good coach. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ole Miss, is, uh, Ole Miss' search isn't going to start at like Rhett Lashley. I'll just put it that way. Will Green at Will for the Rebs. What are the chances as of now that Trey Harris stays? Not good. And is the rumor Chris Marshall may come back hold any credence whatsoever? There are rumblings, yes. I'm not taking them very seriously right now, but there are rumblings, yes. Tom, at TLP39766, what, if anything, do we know about returning offensive linemen in Jackson? We kind of touched on all that. Forrest Boutwell, are the baseball renovations still going on or on hold? Keith Carter was on this podcast, Talking Champions, and I asked him specifically about that. Um, you can check that out, but, yes, they're still ongoing, but the ramp and stuff that's been delayed and whatever in the front, that's finally, finally, finally wrapping up. Way too early baseball predictions, expectations from skinny legs, Odom, Brad. I know for me, it'll be pouring it up heavy. Oh, man, I can't wait till we're 14-0 and 0 and end up 500 or something. But, no, it's, you know, they got me. I've been reading all the reports and yeah, looking yeah. at rosters. They got me. They got you me fangirl the hardest up. for Ole Miss baseball. They somewhat got me fired up. Um, there's a few few arms that are apparently look really good, and I think that some of our returners from last year, some of those freshmen will be sophomores now. I think I think we'll have a good little rotation. So I, I think the best thing to do is go in there with no expectation, because we've always been so high on it. I think I think that we can have a better product this year. Peyton Brown's going to finish us off here. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> oh. 
Peyton Brown wraps up our mailbag edition of the flagship here on this December 8th, 2023. Why do you think we had such a difficult time with our passing attack against Mississippi State? Was it something schematic that was supposed to be their main weak spot on defense? According to the NCAA, they rank number 104 in defensive passing efficiency. You know, I think a lot of it was just, you know, the, the time. We didn't have a ton of time. They were blitzing the heck out of us, and we had a whole lot of answers for it. Um, but, yeah, I was shocked, too. I mean, hell, A&M put up 50-something points. I've, I've been – I mean, there hasn't been many games this year where we've just been, like, blown away by the offense, right? LSU, I think you can say, you know, was a big-time game. But for the most part, man, we've been a pretty even even-keeled team. Defense has had their moments. Your offenses look good. We've done enough to win. But it hasn't been, like, just lighting it flat out, you know, just lighting it up every game. There's been a – but we've won a bunch of different ways. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost, you almost rather that though, you know, than having to win, you know, score a million points to win every game, or you know, not be able to score any. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, that, I think they're in darts face a lot of the time during the game, and that's that's what led to some of the the mishaps. But yeah, that defense gave up fifty something, you know, the week or so before. So this has been a mailbag edition of the flagship, or Ben and Brad's. Ole Miss morning after, uh, I don't know what it's after, but we'll just say Ben and Brad got back together to answer your questions about Ole Miss football, basketball, football recruiting, and some baseball. And we all know what's going to happen. Brad and I, you're going to see the text exchange on social media. I'll be the one tweeting them out where Brad's like, dude, we're so all the way back, man. It's going to be early and often and pathetic. Be Hawaii or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Look actually, I've been <laughs> actively campaigning. Emily to like go to Hawaii and write it off as a, as like a, a work expense. Why wouldn't I? I'm, I'm working. I'm covering the team. You can't, you can't get dollar for dollar for that. See, that's why you're the adult and I'm a cartoon character. This has been another edition of the flagship, a mailbag edition. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk to champions, the network and iTunes. And when you do leave a five-star review, we're at the Ole Miss spirit, Ole Miss spirit.com and food of on three. And if you sign up for a sub today, you can get it for the low, low cost of $1. All of this ridiculousness and that quaffed beautiful hair over there for one dollar <laughs> at the Oma Spirit, OmaSpirit.com and Philly Bone Three. It was fun, man. We'll do it again. See you, Ben. Howdy toddy. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.